Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. And today I have the great honor and privilege to have one of the dynamic duos with me, Gail Zelitsky. Gail is a lifelong entrepreneur, the previous owner of two multi-million dollar companies. For the past 20 years, she has coached business owners, their teams and groups to practice creative leadership. Two years ago, Gail began Wonder Woman Mastermind. And now at the age of 78, she is excited to work with women in various stages of transition to reimagine life as they age. Gail is an author, speaker, mentor, and recipient of numerous awards, including the David O. Justice Alumni Award in 2019 from DePaul University's School for New Learning. Welcome, Gail. Hello, Neda. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I am so thrilled to have you. I, you, you, I love you. I just, that's how I have to say it. I love you. <laughs> I met you when um, your son, Steve Olsher, was doing the New Media Summit. And then I had signed on and, and did some programs with him. And you were actually one of my coaches. And we used to be able to call you mom. And I loved it. And I probably could still call you mom. But you are just fabulous. I have always enjoyed your company. I have always enjoyed your wisdom. And I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you. Oh, I am too. It's really great. I'm really thrilled to be here. And you were one of my favorite coaches. Oh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, so Gail, let's let's talk about because I love. I mean, I just love this two multi-million-dollar companies. I mean, that's just I love that. And for women to know that this is the stuff that you can do. You don't need to be relying on another person, a, a man or whoever, to to um, earn your income, to make the decisions for you. That you get to do it. And I love this about you. So, the first thing I would love to ask you is. What was your path to becoming a woman business owner? So my path was unexpected. Mm -hmm. And uh, some, some people have called me an accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not that there were no men who helped me along the way, because the most important man that did initially was my father. Uh -huh. And so my, my father invited me to come work in his business after a very difficult divorce with three small children, one who was mentally challenged, and I needed to have great flexibility. And so it was impossible for me to go into my chosen field, which happened to be uh, childhood education. Mm. And so uh, I was grateful to be able to join him in his company. It was in the 28th year of his company that I that I began working with him. I, I had always loved his business as a child, mm -hmm. and I have fond memories 
of of running around attic offices and sitting on beer kegs <laughs> <laughs> as he conducted business. Oh. But you know, uh, women were not considered to be anything when I was young and growing up, other than nurses and teachers and and it was unusual to go into any other field. And so uh, when I started working with him, it was a great honor on my part. He was extremely creative. His business was in the liquor industry. And we franchised independent retail liquor stores. And I had the, the opportunity to really learn about what it meant to run a business with him. In fact, I say I, I got my doctor's degree from working with him. He was extremely creative. And um, and, and so I, I worked with these independent retailers. Many of them were immigrants who had come here from their countries to find, you know, they out of oppression to find a way to raise their children. And so retail uh, stores were a good way for them to do that. And retail liquor stores happened to be a very good business. And, and uh, so they would go into it in order to raise the funds so their children could go to college and, and have good lives for themselves in the United States. It was, it was a fascinating journey to learn about where they had been and who they were and and it, it was there that really my love for uh, for um, entrepreneurial, independent business owners began, and small business owners. So I became uh, COO of that business four years after I joined my father, pretty much ran it on my own. We built it up to be a multi-million dollar company, and... It just was a great experience. So that's how I got into business in the first place. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That is such a fabulous story. I, I had no idea. I love that. So from there, so how long did you stay in the business with your father? I would imagine somewhere along the line you sold it or something shifted because you became a business coach and specialized small businesses. Yes. I, well, I've always specialized in small businesses, but we did not, I did not first become a business coach after we sold the business. We, we sold it in 1994. Unfortunately, th uh, three months later, my father passed away. And so he never got to enjoy his retirement. But Steve Olsher, who we mentioned, my son, yeah. He had been working for me for five years. And so when we sold the business, we decided to start another business in the liquor industry together. And that was liquor by wire, liquor.com. And that was, that was a very unique, creative business. We, we pivoted from uh, working strictly with liquor stores to, to building a network of liquor stores around the world that helped us deliver, much like the FTD concept, helped us, the FTD, uh, Flowers by Delivery, helped us uh, uh, deliver gifts of alcohol beverages. And in just four short years, we built that business to be a multi-million dollar company. And um, 
We worked with distilleries and wineries and breweries. We created a very unique catalog. We, um, you know, we had corporate clients and individual clients, and we were one of the first 500 merchants online to deliver, to, to be selling our wares. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that was quite a new experience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No kidding. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we kept trying to get funding, Nada, because uh, we knew we wanted to grow the business. And it was very expensive in those years. That was in the late 90s to create a merchant program online. All the things we take for granted now were very, very expensive to do then. And so we had trouble getting funding because of the nature of the business. The, the, we were in the alcohol beverage industry. And so uh, people were reluctant to invest in us because they worried about all the laws. Every state had a different, different law when it came to alcohol. Oh. And as, so someone wanted to take us public. The New, New York agent approached us and said, you know, this is the perfect company to take public, and we'd love to do that. And, and we greedily accepted, and, and, you know, we started started working on, on putting everything together. We ramped up to 23 people. We had, we had built our multi-million dollar company on just four people. Wow. And now we had 23, and then we made the cardinal mistake that business owners can make, and we gave away management rights to New York executives who were going to help us really grow and scale the thing. Mm. What happened was it was 1999, almost 2000, and we were caught in when the stock market crashed because of all the dot-coms that had gone public, and we went down right with them. Mm. So everything imploded. And we lost it all. Nobody gained. And, you know, talk about moments in life, right? That was, yeah, yeah that was pretty difficult. Very difficult. And, yeah, yeah. and so uh, Steve left the liquor business. I left the liquor business, too. He went on to other pursuits. And that's when I became a business coach. Because I thought from those two experiences, I I had enormous information with which to help small businesses grow. Wow. You know, I can't, so I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit because I can't imagine how scary that had to have been for, in 1999. It was, it was a terrible, terrible time. It was so scary. And you know, when you look back, and I, as I have so often, I realize how little I knew and how easily I was swayed by others as a, you know, I like to think of myself as a strong woman today. I can tell you I was not a strong woman then. And I did not stand up for my own convictions. I didn't follow my gut. I didn't didn't do the things that I could have done to either protect the business or get out of it in a different way. And so I've learned a lot in all these years. And, and that's why I love coaching women business owners, because I feel I have so much to impart 
And, and, you know, there's women are so much smarter today than I was that they look for others who can, who can help them and, and, um, and work with them to become strong leaders, good marketers, create their own personal and professional brand. And, and most importantly, to live the life that is right for them. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so important because what is the point of getting into your seventies and eighties and ninety If you're not living the life that is right for you and it's not a passionate life, you're just existing and going through the motions and there's, there's no life in that at all. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. That's, that's where all, uh, now you're talking about the women over 70 aging reimagined podcast that, that I run with Catherine Marino. <laughs> And yes. Yes. The stories that we that we hear about women, uh, and and you know it's true that as you as you age, there's no reason why you can't get stronger and smarter and wiser, and use all of that to your advantage. Absolutely, and help others along the way because right, just like when you were younger, you didn't have somebody showing you the way your dad had passed away and you didn't have somebody who was saying like, follow your gut. And in fact, I want to, I want to go back to that. So I don't forget you knew, I'm assuming that you, that you knew, even though you were easily swayed, um, there was a part of you that probably knew in your gut, like, ah, I don't know, something doesn't feel right, but, but you overrid it is overrid it, overrode it. Is that that's correct? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that's uh, exactly right. I mean, don't we all have those moments when we don't listen to our gut yeah. and it takes us, it, 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 it takes us down. It just, it's, we have to be, have the courage to believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when bad things happen, as you know, that's when we have to listen to ourselves the best, the yeah. most. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I imagine when you're, when you're coaching, um, small businesses, small business owners and women, that that's one of the things that you're instilling with them too, is to listen to that, to that gut knowing because, and, and stand on your own convictions that, you know, you know, what's best for you, no matter how illogical it could seem to, to, you know, somebody investing in your company is like, ah, oh, like this is going to be wonderful. So fabulous. But no, something inside of me is saying it's not. And, and to be able to really honor that and know that I'm doing that and I won't make that mistake that other people have. And thank you for being so honest about that and um, sharing that. A lot of people don't ever want to show the or share the part of us that, you know, yeah, this didn't go right or I blew it over here. I completely crashed and burned over there. And but yeah. that's how that's how we get to learn from other people's mistakes and and not listening to their guts and and exactly. making decisions that aren't right for them. I think the, the thing that gives me the most joy is empowering women. Yeah. And, and whether that's through the Wonder Women Mastermind that I run, that is a virtual online uh, collaboration of women business owners sharing issues and, and challenges, or it's, it's gear shift, which is my coaching practice, mm. or it's women over 70, all of those have the same goal from my standpoint, and that is empowering women to, to stand up and speak 
their truths. Let their voices be heard, giving them a way for their voices to be heard. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it gives me a lot, of, a lot of pleasure. You know, women business owners are quite a force, right? The yeah. public does not always understand that. We have 12.3 um, million firms are women-owned businesses. In, in 1972, to give you an idea of how far we've come, there were 402,000. We have nine million people and generate 1.7 trillion in sales. And it's probably higher now because I think these statistics are from 2019. Women-owned firms account for 51% of all privately owned businesses. And we own four out of every 10 businesses in the United States. The, the interesting thing is that half of women-owned firms are in service, health, and social assistance areas. And I, you know, I just think it's important for everyone to know what a force women business owners are and how important we are to the economy, all that we do. Oh, yes. I did not know these numbers. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yes. And so when you have women out there like you, who are coaching other women and small businesses. And I have to admit, I, I have a, um, a, a soft spot in my heart for, for women and, and small businesses because I've been a single mom with two little kids not knowing how I was going to be able to make it. And it, that's scary. It is so scary. And to be able to be in there and, and not just because I know you, it's not just going in and saying, you know, do this, do this, do this, but understanding the whole person and really being able to get in there and help with the mindset and to, and to understand you have to change your thinking and, and find the, the um, uh, what I wanted, silver lining. And like, this is not a good situation, but find the silver lining in this. Like, and there's opportunities in that, not opportunist, oper, oper, what's the word I want? Not yep. where we're stepping on somebody else's back <laughs> so we can get ahead. Don't you hate when the word doesn't come? How <laughs> <laughs> about that? <laughs> <laughs> to be able to use those opportunities to build your business and to better yourself and your family and and being able to see them and I know that you do that kind of stuff and and women are empowered by you and I'm I mean you just do fabulous work that is so wonderful I'm so happy that you're doing this and helping so many people and and so I guess we're going to run out of time because time goes by way too fast on podcasts. But I do want to make sure that I that I ask you what, because I'm assuming that it wasn't easy to get where you are now with this coaching business. And what are some of the stumbling blocks along the way that that you ran into building your coaching practice that you love sharing with other people so they can avoid those pitfalls? Yes, yes. And there are many pitfalls. <laughs> mm. and, and we, we make them, we make, I, I think we make it harder on ourselves than it needs to be. You know, I, I like to say that if you were a, a professional musician or a professional athlete or a surgeon, you would hire a coach because you'd want to be the very best you could be. When you're in business, you need to hire a coach too so that you can work smarter and get faster results and, and do all those things. 
my own personal pitfall is not asking for enough help, is believing that, well, I was a multi-million dollar business owner. I can do this myself. And, uh, mm. But it's, it's so easy to get help today. And, you know, there's just, there's um, certainly since the, since the onset of the internet and all of the education that's available, even if you don't talk to another person, there is no reason why you can't take classes online or, or find uh, resources that can help you. And, and I, I have to say that, that asking for help is the number one most important thing that any business owner needs to do. And we need mentors. I do a lot of mentoring. I, I feel that mentoring is one way that I can give back and help younger people uh, just cut to the chase. You know, you don't have to make the same mistakes over and over again. If you're not achieving the goals that you want in life, if you're not living the right life for you, then you have to reach out and ask for help. So from my own point of view, that's one thing that I definitely could have done. I also think I could have thought about coaching differently. When When I became a business coach, it really wasn't... It wasn't a word, a term that was known. It was consulting. And so I started out as a consultant. I did marketing consultant. That's my strength. And um, and and even then, I could have looked to see where else the opportunities were sooner. And and I th- you know you just have to keep your eyes wide open you have to keep looking to the future you have to keep thinking about what else is there what am i missing what what don't i know and i've learned that over the years but in the beginning no i i wasn't very good with any of those things <laughs> it's amazing i have great business now. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause at the beginning, I just, you know, I don't think even though, and it's funny because you were so successful, but then it just shifts when we're doing it a little bit differently. Then I think there's that learning curve again. And, and if we can just embrace that and absolutely asking for help. And I think that's one of the things that gets in so many people's way is that we don't ask because like, oh, I'm going to look stupid or I'm a failure. I should be able to do it. And no, it's like, if I, I want to be the best musician. You do have a coach and nobody, nobody yeah. bats an eye at that. And thank God the coaches are um, more, uh, what's the word I want? Um, accepted now. It's, it's not, you know, you hear people saying, oh, I'm working with my coach today. It's like, oh, cool. You know, so it's right. fabulous. You're accepted yeah. today. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just want to make one more comment if I have time. And, and that's about creativity. Yeah. All of us, all of us have creativity. It's inherent in our beings. We must learn to bring it out because as a business owner, we must be innovative all the time constantly striving for new ways and better ways and so i i i my degree my master's degree which i received in 2015 is all about using creativity to help entrepreneurs grow 
Oh, I wanted to ask you about that master's degree. And that's another thing. How fabulous is that in 2015? So it's not like you were 20 years old going to college, working on, <laughs> you know, this is so inspiring. I just want to, I don't want this conversation to end and we're completely <laughs> out of time. Oh. But this, I, I hope the biggest takeaway for, well, there's so many, there's so many big takeaways, but one of them that I think is so important is that we recognize that at any age, you can live the life that you would love living and you you can be full of life and zest and, and innovation and creativity and just don't stop. Like find that thing you're passionate about and take one step with that and it will m momentum will build up behind you because God, this life is a gift. And when you have people like you who are coaching and mentoring, you can't help but be inspired when you're in your presence. And I know that I am, and I'm so grateful to you for being here, Gail, and for sharing your wisdom and sharing um, part of your journey with us. You you bring me great joy. Nada, thank you so much. I, you're bringing me great joy. <laughs> oh, well, together we're joyful, and that's the best that's thing in the right. world. I love it, yes. Absolutely, uh, yes, yes. So all of your information I will have on the show notes. Um, so please, people, don't worry. Um, if you want to uh, reach out to Gail about coaching or the Mastermind Club or any of the other wonderful things that Gail has going on, because she has a lot going on, all of Gail's information will be in the show notes. The easiest way to reach you, Gail, by email would be... Gail at gailzelitsky.com. Please let me spell Zelitsky, Z-E-L-I-T-Z-K-Y. Gail at gailzelitsky.com. Perfect. And that, of course, will be in the show notes also, along with all of the other wonderful gifts um, on how to contact Gail. So thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you do. Um, I'm inspired and um God, I just love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.